frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for you. She's going to bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Oh, hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rab Florence. Uh, and I'm joined, of course, by the the wonderful shaven headed. You can't, if you're listening to this, you can't see this. But he shaved his head. It's Grado. How you doing, mate? How you doing, man? How is lockdown treating you? You look like you're in a film called Lockdown about right. a jail, about a riot in a jail. Well, and you're a guy that's in there. You're probably like know the main goodie, but you're probably like the goodies pal who gets shoved in there, get done in the toilet twenty minutes in. Well. First of all, as I lean into this microphone, which I got inspired to buy because you had it last week and I can't see shite you buy me, I'm just noticing and I've remembered I've no wash today and I'm stinking. So I'm stinking, so I probably smell like, I'm, like I've been in the jail. And I, I got my head shaved on Sunday, which. To, I sorry, can I, wait a minute, so I'm sorry, can I stop you there? Where you go, mate? Do you know get made to kind of wash on the regular in jail? I don't think I think you'd be less stinking in the jail. Ah, you're right. You're made to go for a shower, aren't you? You're made Aye. to go to the shower, mate. Nobody so, makes you go for a shower in the real world, mate. So, in actual fact, the safest place in the world right now for coronavirus is in a jail. Unless you're in the jail with Harvey Weinstein, mate, because he's got it, isn't he? Oh, he's got it. And mate, and mate. You would be in the jail with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> You'd be in the same fucking wing. <laughs> You'd be in the same wing as that. Yeah, cheeky bastard. You. Hey, hey. Oh, listen, I shite you. But do you know what? I got my head shaved, and then the day I had to self-tape for a, an audition for a hang for CBBS as a magician. Now, with all these scars in my head, Mate, I'm no CDB's material, but I see last, mate. I look like King Pong, Kong Bundy. That's what some kind of call me on Twitter. King, King Kong, Kong Bundy. Bundy. King Pong Bundy says, right, I hope you've done it with only fucking fluffing your lines like that and yourself, tape, mate. Let me tell you that. Oh, mate, you're on the wine. I'm on the fucking black cunt fan of zero. I'm on the wine, mate. I'm on I'm the fan. lockdown, right? See if I end up getting this coronavirus and getting taken in. I want the news to be breaking and I die. And people go, did he have any underlying conditions? And the doctor's like, aye, he did have an underlying condition. He was fucking steaming. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? There's these people that, are getting, that, 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 have, that have been confirmed dead from coronavirus. And he says there's no underlying issues. But surely it takes a hell of a long time to figure out if this, this guy has got underlying medical conditions. You know what I mean? It's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know. It's a horrible thing. It is a horrible thing, mate. And just think, we were raw taking a piss out a couple of weeks ago, saying it wasn't going to affect nothing. It's affected everything, mate. Look at me, man. I'm, I've got, I've got no hair. I smell like shit. Um, look what it's done to his, mate. And, and 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 guess what's still happening? Wrestling. Why don't they just stop wrestling now? Come on, mate. Wrestlers want to wrestle. 
wrestlers want to wrestle. WrestleMania is in the can. I know the results. I know the results too. Because obviously I've got a lot of pals that are involved on on that side of the curtain. I tell you something that you didn't know. And by the way, when it happens, you're going to go, Gredo, you're right, you told me that last week. Fucking no way Big Show is winning the world title with this. <laughs> I don't know who told you Big Show is winning the Universal title at, the, at the WrestleMania, but it's not happening. Yeah, the Big Show gets, but I was in sun, in, on Sunday as well. You were only supposed to be anywhere on Sunday, mate, so my, just be careful. My girlfriend, my girl, because I'm isolating in here, my girlfriend, her dad's got a gym, mate. I was in his gym. Oh, I, was in, I was in the gym for the first time. In at least three years. And his home gym. Has he got a home gym? Kettlebells, dumbbells, stretching this arm, stretching that thigh, the lot. Leg presses, squats, Hindu squats, the fucking lot. I, I was in agony. I, I, I was in agony. And then I went out, out the gym. I had a boneful dark chocolate, Easter egg. That's the fucking way you do it. That's a living, mate. That's like you used to do in the olden days, mate. When in fact, you should, we should ask Joe Henry who's going to be on your show because he'll tell you. He's, by the way, see Joe Henry, he knows so many facts, man. He knows everything about AIDS and what government. <laughs> right, well, I've got a fucking Wikipedia open, so we'll find out just exactly how much Joe Henry knows about everything later on this show. Let's move on and see what the, the listeners are saying, mate. Let's see what the listeners have got to say. You know, Mr. Luke Watts, have you heard of this guy? His name's Luke Watts. He's in quarantine no, just now. Not aware of his work, but good luck to him. He reckons there's going to be YouTube-style reactions during WrestleMania, cutting to fans watching it live in their house. Like what? fucking NTV at Noel's house party. Oh, uh, Gogglebox. Yeah, look, that's not going to happen. Don't what? be silly. Mark McKinley was watching Fighting With My Family with his missus. Which led him on to showing her Paige's actual debut on Raw. He's confused to why the massive It's Your Cell poster in the crowd didn't make it to the film version. Well, Gredo, how did you feel about seeing that massive It's Your Cell poster on the WWE's flagship show, WWE Monday Night Raw? Well, I didn't actually see that one. I don't remember that. That was probably the time she debuted. There was a few folk in the crowd that had it. Remember at the very start of WrestleMania 30, there was a big massive Grado sign right in the and I mean like the opening three seconds. There's a big just a big massive Grado sign. So but, um, I'm a bit raging and never used it in the film. But I know that that that, that one of the, the the guys in the film. Would you call him? I've told you this before. I'm sure he was look he was looking at my videos for advice to play to play someday in it. Would you call him Simon Pegg's mate? Simon Pegg's mate, uh, John, help us Nick, out here. Nick Frost. Aye, Nick Frost. A aye. touch of Nick Frost, a touch, touch of Frost. Frost. Here's an exclusive. Me and Greg Kemphill went to BBC Scotland years ago uh, to pitch to Ewan Angus, who was the commissioner of BBC Scotland at the time, a wrestling show that me and Greg Hemphill would have been involved, kind of day in our whole Team Florence, Team Hemphill thing. It was running about the time of uh, running about the time of Oren War, Kelvin Brawl, that kind of period. And we went and pitched it to the BBC. It would have involved uh, personalities such as Grado. It would have involved personalities such as uh, Lionheart, as Noam Dar, 
you know, the kind of people we were using, uh, you know, Red Lightning, the people we were using on uh, Oren Watt and Kelvin Brawl at the time. But there were also some imports involved. Uh, it wasn't just the Scottish team. We said to BBC Scotland, we want to make this wrestling show fantastic. We're going to have Al be in it. Greg Kempill will be in it. Frankie Boyle has expressed an interest to be involved in it as well. You know, we'll all be there on this flagship BBC Scotland wrestling show. But also, Grado, this will be interesting to you. Which couple of English wrestlers, two English wrestlers, we had on a treatment document that were going to be involved in that show and that pitch? Obviously, the, obviously the commissioner says not yet. This was before um, the ICW documentary got commissioned. All so right. we, went, we went first with that. And then a wee bit down the line, the ICW documentary get commissioned. But who were the two English wrestlers that were in that treatment, do you think? Which two English wrestlers did we choose to be involved? Was Are it we... the, Knight, the Knights, Zach and Roy? No. No, this is before. No. It's just because, we're talking, about, it's just because we're talking about fighting with your, with your family. No, it was Paige. Oh, Paige. Paige was one. Paige was one in them. And this, really? was the way, this is before she went to WWE. Really? Yeah, this is before she went to WWE. It was Paige and Spud. Well, two. Oh well, I, I would have got Spud in the end. I know you'd really like Spud because I'm sure you tried to book him. Did you know for one for one of the shows? Yeah, we did. I think we tried to book him. For I think you tried. Aye, aye. God, that's interesting. I didn't know you had your eyes on Paige. Aye, so we we were going to bring in Paige and Spud, and you know, I know, I know. Just think, man, it, it, it would have been on its like eighth series by now. The BBC said no. Thank, oh. thank Paige and Spud will be like, thank fuck, thank fuck. for getting involved. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> Signed up to that. <laughs> Sorry, Vince, I can't do it. I'm doing this shite for BBC Scotland. <laughs> so, Grado shaved his hair. Here are some other examples of what wrestlers are doing while in self-isolation. Batista has rewritten his theme tune. I sit alone inside this goddamn house, yeah. A place where no one follows me because I'm quarantined. Yeah, Gredo. Well, Life is a quarantine. Everybody must stay. stay on. I hear you call my name, but I can't go home. Somebody's at the door, but I can't answer it. The guy with my kebab might have a killer virus. <laughs> Could you see me doing that on the internet? No. What? Rewriting my theme song. No. Saying that, man, Batista's in hundreds of films and that. There's me fucking auditioning for CBBs this morning, you know what I mean? Killian Dane and Nicky Cross were doing the koala challenge, which is basically you need to hold on to a person, climb over their head, down their back, through their legs without touching the flare. Nicky then started singing Three Lions once she completed it. That's weird. Why would a Scottish lassie sing Three Lions? Probably bam up. No, no in demo, probably bam up demo. Uh, the Undertaker is active on Twitter. Did you know that? And he, oh. was, having, he was having Bants with Jericho. Who fucking joined Bants? Remove fucking Bants for this document. With Jericho. He was having banter with Jericho after he used the word ass clown in his promo. Oh, did you notice this? Undertaker, Undertaker said ass clowns. These two right. ass clowns. He apologised for ripping off Jericho. Um, did you see that Undertaker promo? Don't think I want him, man. I don't like the Undertaker saying ass clown. 
Did you see he, he was going to? He said he was going to make AJ Styles famous. Did he say that? I like him saying that. He's hitting it with a fucking. He said something else that was American badass style. Oh, they, I. This is my yard. Did he say that? No, but it was basically. Uh, listen. It's going to happen, mate. I called it. I fucking called it. Either. I cannot wait, mate. I'm just praying. I am praying the years. American badass, watch me keep. You can roll with rock, or you can radio edit, but they actually say something like that. Although, so you don't want them to use, we're rolling, 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 we're rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, imagine they couldn't get the rights to either, and they went with that other one that, you've done it now, you young one, you made a big mistake. mistake. I can't allow, big evil. Oh, that would be horse shit. Somebody please help Davy Blaze. Who you need to follow on TikTok. You don't need to follow him on TikTok, right? He's doing impressions of the Tiger King, shouting at cats and pretending to be Rocky. Uh, David Blaze on TikTok is probably good value. David Blaze is half he's not. I can't I, believe I missed the interview with David Blaze. Uh, if you spot any wrestlers with weird behaviour during self-isolation or you just want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email wrestlingdaft at gmail.com if you're going to email us wash your hands first we do not want to catch a killer virus every week we like to separate the good from the bad separate freedom from self-isolations as we bury and put over stuff from the wrestling Pink McBride wants to put over the promos on Raw recently, especially the Undertaker promo. Looks like American Badass is back right enough. Great stuff. He wants to bury Austin Theory reversing Montez Ford's dive with some social distance and didn't even look like he attempted to catch him. It sounded nasty. There was a wee bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say botch, but... Oh, I see that. It was, oh, a botch. it was sore. It was sore. It was sore. Do I have a Google for it now? Aye. Why are you going to read things? Right, all right, I'll, I'll keep reading. But mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to this, have a wee Google for that. Hazy wants to bury Grado's hair, don't. Fuck off. Uh, it's a shambles, big man, he says. W- and he wants to bury the w- WWE carrying on during the pandemic. They should have just stopped for the safety of everybody. Wrestling days, and welcome to this fun little video. I say fun little video. Oh, my God. Who is that? Who's got 17,000 views, this cunt? Uh, Some guys. YouTuber. Oh, I'm not... Wrestling uh, days. Maybe we we need to start talking like that. Well, he's just one big, what do you call it? Trap? What do you call it? Trap basher or something like that. He's a trap basher because it's no way he's advertised. I want to see the nasty botch. It's just him talking about it. Piece of shit and trash. Right, when you go. Uh, he reminds me, see that guy? What did you see his name was? That YouTuber? Wrestling Days. He reminds me of a piece of trash. <laughs> no. There's a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo, right? Where... Stone Cold goes, you remind me of a piece of trash, right? He says, <laughs> and I, I'm obsessed with that fucking promo, right? Because I, I keep thinking in my head, I keep analysing this. You remind me of a piece of trash. He's not saying the person is a piece of trash. He's saying that person. <laughs> saying that person reminds him of a piece of trash. <laughs> a piece of trash he saw. Six years ago, out in his back, right? Out in the bins. <laughs> you remind me of a piece of trash. That's funny. If we ever interview Stone Cold, I need to ask him about that. Fucking, you remind me of a piece of trash because fuck me. 
Uh, Aldori, oh, put, sorry, Hazy wants to put over Drew's promo with the farmer. It's daft, but fuck it. Did you see the oh, promo? Man. It was like the big porridge, man. It was like the big porridge guy, big porridge oats. Boy, I like that. That was a good promo, wasn't it? That was a good promo. How cold did they look? How freezing cold did they look? Man, bet you would have been absolutely fucking freezing up the heels. Telling you, man. People in I, America have no idea how fucking cold it is in Scotland. They don't know. I, Scotland sometimes looks... Well, there's no snow. There isn't any snow, so it looks all right. It's probably all right. It's fucking freezing. Goshi wants to bury the lockdown. He's bored that he's fucking nut, and I'm sure I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm a borderline alcoholic now. Cheers, Goshi. That's <laughs> 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 oh, fucking brilliant. Mark McGill wants to put our Matt Hardy teleporting about the arena in AEW. Did you see this? Did you see Matt Hardy teleporting? I, I, I did like it until the bit where it showed you him jumping about. Oh, is that what he means? Teleporting? Aye, 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 aye. I mean, the editing was so bad it was fucking hilarious. Listen. Jericho cutting a promo in that fucking drone. Aye, that was good. It's fucking magic. That? That, that was brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you, you just know that Jericho has just went, just put me in the ring with that fucking thing for a few minutes, and I'll just fucking talk to it. But then you go on Twitter and everybody says it's a lot of shit. I thought it was good. People like. I just listen. This balloon's just bust. I just uh, bust it. Pearl Grand, Grand. I know you're Grand. Your mother-in-law, shall we? Can I have a nut? People, um, people just have knee. These are the things you remember. See people slagging off Matt Hardy teleporting, Chris Jericho cutting a promo on that drone. See, see in ten years' time, this is this is a horrible truth about wrestling. There might be an amazing wrestling match happens, right? A fucking five star classic happens, right? But the, in, in all likelihood, what you'll actually remember in ten years is Chris Jericho cutting that promo on that drone. You know, that's what you'll remember. You'll be like, mind fucking Jericho. When that pandemic was on, when the audience there was stunning in a ring, cutting a promo and a fucking asking a drone to join his faction. <laughs> that's what people are. <laughs> that's what people are going to remember. Um, and and Jericho knows that. This is the thing. Jericho fucking knows. Smartest guy in the game. Uh, <clears throat> Stephen Keen. Hold on. Mark McGill wants to bury the Undertaker. Still trying to kick a ball. That's at his age. Oh man. Reminds me of an old guy in the pub who still thinks he's hard. <laughs> but, hold on. That's great, boy. But forgets he's got to stick a finger up his arse for a pish. <laughs> <laughs> what the That's fuck? funny as fuck. And Mark McGill is a listener of the week. Definitely. That's it. That's it. He's already the last of the week. That's a two. That's a two-time champion. If he's going to win it, is he? Uh, he's good. He was good. last week. Yeah, he was last of the week last week. This will be a two-time champion. Is he the first guy to retain the title. Was he retained the title? He has. Two-time. Two-time. Time. Two-time. Pressure's on. Let's move on. Big Mad Andy wants to bury Drew's accent. By the way, see how that Liam Nielsen, we actually probably should have read what he put over, because that's a shame that we never read it out. Because it says, putting over you lads for continuing on with the podcasts, enjoying watching, listening while well, non-stop drinking. Oh, there you go, Liam. Thanks for that, mate. Hold on, you were wanting to continue with Liam's one because he was putting you over. Well, listen, I <laughs> <laughs> Liam Nielsen, me luck, you were nearly a listener. Aye. But I'm if afraid Mark McGill. Mark McGill, mate, you might have got it, man. Just for yep. tickling my balls there. Big man Andy burying Drew's accent. Drew's accent's great. I saw it. 
Drew's accent's great. It depends where you get him. See when you're one on one when he talks normal, but he's on the telly talks like that. That's not the way he always talks. I like when he's going, Lesnar! <laughs> the rat promo. <laughs> Lesnar! Liam Wiseman wants to put all the Undertaker's promo on Raw. Fuck it, aye, son. Love Drew, but come on to fuck. Nae cunt in their right minds would run about a Scotland in their drawers and a t-shirt in March. Could you imagine I was wrestling Brock Lesnar? And me standing in the tap of with my tap off, just going, Lesnar! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Old guy, old guy, be like that. Old guy, be like that to you. Just fucking sack it, son. Just think this. I get him. I get a t-shirt on. Where's now? And these times of self-isolation, it's time to get more content from Wrestling Daft by signing up to our Patreon or Patreon. And this week, as it's WrestleMania, we're doing loads of extra stuff. Yeah, you'll be able. You'll be able to get an extra bonus show previewing WrestleMania. We're going to do a live WrestleMania quiz on Friday night. And there will be a Saturday night watch along as well. It's WrestleMania week and it's lockdown. There's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com slash wrestling daft forward slash only please. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, which is $4, about £3 a month. On that you get patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all episodes, full unedited version, random bonus content, and you can vote on what you want to see feature in the list of wrestling band. Tier 2, Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month, about £7.70. You get everything in Tier 1, as well as a video version of the podcast each week, and a bonus episode once a month. Next week, well, this week actually, let's be serious, we're going to be doing a WrestleMania preview show. Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month, that's about 15 pounds everything in the previous tiers we've just mentioned as well as free tickets to every live event which we hope to announce soon as long as you're signed up and as long as the killer virus hasn't taken us all off the face of the planet a free wrestling daft shirt of a design of your choice you must sign up for a minimum three months to get that of course and you'll get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks so if you fancy that and you fancy becoming one of our patrons sign up now at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love love to welcome you my friend to our personal roster thanks for cleaning up the patreon side of things this week robert i wasn't really in the mood for it myself you're welcome gradle you're very welcome <laughs> This week on our Patreon, we ask you guys to vote on our list of wrestling daft. Remember, you can vote by signing up for only $4 a month at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week, it's all about WrestleMania. And it was between WrestleMania moments and WrestleMania matches that you, you guys had to vote on. Now, with the winner... Eight, 81% of the vote was Wrestlemania moments So here's what folk had to say about that Rab- Right, my top three, right Okay, I'll do this quickly, Gredo, right Because I know you need to go and get your scran, right To go and get your dinner <clears throat> My top three are going to be um, At number three It is going to be Lesnar uh, Beating the Undertaker At Wrestlemania What one was that? 20-something, but I... I no, Lesnar it was Lesnar breaking the streak. Whatever one it was, Lesnar breaking the streak. 
at number two. It has got to be... This is a very tough one. But I think it's going to have to be Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Oh, my God, what a shot! Over 70,000 fans send their respects to the greatest... Yeah, it's got it's good to be. I'm sorry, I love you, Sean. Sorry, Michaels. I love you, Ric Flair. At WrestleMania, I've spoken about it before many times on this show. It's a very special WrestleMania moment for me. Um, and at number one, without a doubt, without a question of a doubt, and, I, and I've gone. There's a lot of stuff I love for WrestleMania. There's a lot of weird stuff, wild stuff, and all that. But Grado, I think you'll agree with me here. As time goes by and as the years pass. There is something very special, very special indeed. And, you know, and I kind of wanted to put on this list as well, like Eddie Guerrero and Benoit hugging each other at the end of that WrestleMania where they both won the titles and stuff, right? But um, my number one is going to have to be The the Rock and uh, Hulk Hogan. Love it every time. You just wanna. I wonder if the Rock during that day realised what the reaction was going to be like. I bet you he didn't. No, I bet you he didn't. I bet you he didn't. I kind of feel like there's just something special about that match. I feel as if that match has captured something about the essence of wrestling, the unpredictability of wrestling, the the necessity for wrestlers to be able to just ride the emotions of the audience and and and, and work with that. Something special about that match, and as time goes by, you kind of look at it and go, you know, this is this is just this is wrestling at its best. The, sto- the story I like about that is that because um, I think Hogan actually had to say something in response to the Rock saying something on Instagram this week, but I think Hogan's always wanting to get the fact out there that the Rock flew Hogan down to practice this fucking match in the ring because he didn't trust the old bugger. He didn't trust him. He wanted mm. to go out everything, and Hogan was like, ah, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing," and then. Whatever they all had planned went out the fucking windy anyway because of the crowd reaction. It's always funny to just, I can imagine the Rock was probably a bit of a, no a dick to the extent, but do you know what I mean? He was probably yeah. like, I want that all in to be in shape and knows what's going down, by the way. I don't like an idiot. It's WrestleMania. This guy's been away for a wee of years. I want to make sure this match is tip top. But Hogan at the end of the day st- still had it and fucking made it an absolute beautiful match. Let's have a look at what the listeners are saying. Mark McBride, Ronda Rousey, when she started punching fuck at a Triple H to then roll through and lift them on her shoulders. Amazing show of strength. A great moment as well. That was one of the matches that was, because um, I put on my social media, on my personal Facebook, look, during lockdown, my bud's going to let me watch a couple of wrestling matches I'm more aware. What should I watch? And Andy Wason pointed this out to show the Ronda Rousey and Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie match. And, you know, and I thought, you know what? That is a good match to show to somebody that doesn't know wrestling. <clears throat> Aye. There's something very special about people are going to reflect very, very fondly on Ronda Rousey's stuff that she's done so far in the WWE because uh, I, I remember watching that with my, my daughter and when Ronda Rousey opened up on Triple H and Triple H was fucking cowering away for her and stuff like that, the, the, the psychological impact that has on a wee lassie watching something like that is massive. Right. It's absolutely massive, you know what I mean? I think Rousey is in, in, has been incredible in a wrestling ring when she's been in a wrestling ring. Louise... Brand new well, in the, the booth or an associate. Oh, yeah, we heard this, I. Louise says WrestleMania 33 when the Hardys made their comeback. Good moment, good That's moment. Good. It's clearly a very, very high point in Matt Hardy's career because he's always talking about it. He loved it, clearly. I watched that moment in a room with 
Jeff Jarrett, JB, Spud, Colt Cabana, Road Warrior Animal, somebody for a woman for WrestleMania one, I can't remember, and this other guy, this random guy that died three weeks later. JB, just to let you know, was Jeremy Borash, just for yep. people who aren't on the inside, and the guy who died three weeks later was Jimmy Savile. Uh, Dean says since he's on the card for Mania this year Edge speeding Mick Foley through a flaming table remember watching it as a wee boy thinking Foley was pan breed Scott says Daniel Bryan winning the title that build up package is one of the best ever the story the match everything was brilliant listen I do love uh, Wrestlemania 17 however and Stone Cold and The Rock and that main event and Stone Cold try to turn heel and all that That, I mean that is beautiful as well that's a high point for me sorry video packages are brilliant yes you're right mate Stevie B, JBL hoofing a trash can out of the ring at a hornswoggle on the outside. Imagine that being somebody's favourite, one of favourite WrestleMania. Ah. But somebody, somebody kicking a trash, a, a bin at hornswoggle. Again, wonder if he gave Austin any memories. I've already, I've already fucking hangs through all the WrestleManias. All the legends have appeared. <laughs> Mind that time JBL kicked a bin at hornswoggle. That's a bit like I met this junkie in, the, in, in Stevenson once, mate, right, when I wrestled for TNA, right? Uh-huh. This junkie came up to me and went, Gredo, on, mate, Gredo, on, mate, how are you doing? Mate, is there any chance you can get me Sting's autograph, mate? <laughs> it was so random, man, I was like, how do you know Sting? <laughs> <laughs> mate, can you get me Sting's autograph, mate? I was like, I'll try for you, big man. Wrestling's Queer says it's... Right, this is great. Said, it's Miss Elizabeth because it's the one I cried during. Mr. Kent said Justice kicking out a Hogan's leg drop because Papa Shango fucked up his cue and then Warrior steaming into the ring like he was running away for a wellness policy test. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie McLernan says Macho Man and Liz reuniting at WrestleMania 7. Daniel Bryan beating Triple H, then winning the main event against Batista and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 30. Kevin Brown, Daniel Bryan's coming out a lot here. Twice. Kevin Brown, but Bret Hart beating Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10. I thought he was, was going to lose. Was it no 9 he beat Yokozuna? No, I thought it was WrestleMania 9. I'm too old. I thought he was going to lose, especially after his defeat to his brother earlier on the night. Oh, right. I can't mind Joe Kazuna having a brother. <laughs> Rikishi! <laughs> I don't know, is that racist? No, it's just fast. His match against Owen is also one of the best matches ever, in my opinion. Jimmy the Rib says, seeing Mysterio win the heavyweight title in the triple threat against Orton and Angle was a beast moment. Fucking Mysterio should never be winning a heavyweight title. Nay, disrespect to Mysterio, but come on now, he's two foot tall. Ridray experiences, my favourite mania moments are Hulk Hogan making an arse of the name of the stadium he was in. Right, that was funny. Especially the second one when the stadium name was in six fit letters in front of his face. Also, like the wee specky guy with the floppy hat bawling his eyes out at Macho and Liz. The wee specky guy must have been wrestling queer. <laughs> Let's see what merch we can sell you now because we are needing money. Because, uh, in case you didn't know, me and Grado's industries have shut down. Grado, sell some merch. Hey, you want to go daft? Well, buy Wrestling Daft merch. Sporting your very own Wrestling Daft t-shirt. <laughs> Get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. On there you'll find such designs as I am a mark. I'm a take a bump for you. 
chips, cheese, and donut meat, and of course, Mario Erefiend. Is that a good impression? I like that. And big news, you can now get your hands. And then big news, you can now get your hands on a new t-shirt based on my encounter with Goldberg. I'm a wrestler too, so you can get that on a t-shirt. I've seen that. So the guy modelling it. It's good to see he took his time out of isolation to come and pose with that t-shirt on. And remember to take a pick so we can enter you wearing our Wrestling Daft t-shirts and we can put you in our Hall of Fame. So check out a range of t-shirts and hoodies at shop.spreadshop.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Now, or check out the links on Facebook or Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Now let's introduce to Wrestling Daft a man who loves an introduction. Among honours, he includes a WCPW Championship. What culture? A Reckless Intent Championship. I've won that. And an ICW Tag Team Championship. I've won that as well. He is the local hero, the prestigious one. Please welcome Ring of Honours, Joe Hendry. What an introduction. Thank you for having me. Hey. I've been wanting to get you on here for weeks because you don't are. Lie, it's a slow week. Don't lie. It's a slow week. I, no, I don't we, know. If we have know. been trying to get him for weeks. We have been, haven't we? We've been trying Actually, to get him. See, to be honest with you, he's probably been the most one that went, oh, Joe Hendry candidate until next week. Joe Hendry candidate needs to do this, needs to do that. So he probably has been the longest one on the list. Well, Chris Jericho, if you remember, he was like two days before. Will you dare ask Jericho? I ain't bother. I'll dare. Joe Hendry, a hard guy to get. Took weeks. I know who 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 do I think I am? You know Chris Jericho, Neighbor, and here I am. I know exactly, mate. I don't know if you know, man, but there's this kind of shit happening around about, man. Folk are getting no wheel and stuff, uh, and you're, they're having to stay in the house. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I'm enjoying putting on a bit of weight, you know. Um, I'm I'm trying to relax, you know, but it's kind of it's hitting me now. You know what I mean? The novelty of of being off is is wearing off now. Uh, so yeah. How are you getting on? Mate, I'm suffering. Yeah. Well, I can't. Do you know what? I can't lie. I can't lie. Well, I miss my dad. I need. And it's, yeah. it's crap that you can't see my uh, my old man. I might see how he's getting on. But do you know what? It could be worse. It could be a lot worse, man. It could be. Could be yeah, it, it's it affecting a lot of people, man. It's sad. It's shit. But listen, do you know what? If there's anybody that I would want to go to when 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 shit hits the fan, and I really want to know about this virus, and I want to know every single detail and what we should do in case there's a zombie eclipse and all this push, I'd go to you. A zombie eclipse. Well, whatever you say. That's when a zombie stands right in front in front of the sun, and you just can't see anything. The light just goes. See what I mean? See, see, Joe Grado says that you know an unbelievable amount of facts. So have you been have you been kind of watching the news about coronavirus now? Have you been kind of cluing yourself up? Um, to be honest, I don't know if I don't know if it's facts. It's more I think Grado occasionally appreciates my opinions on the rare occasions that he gets in touch with me. I you know I I try to depart a bit of knowledge but to be honest on the coronavirus thing it's 
I have been keeping up with it. I've got I've got thoughts. I've got uh, theories. You know. Oh, I'm just gonna say that's what I mean, man. He knows all these conspiracy theories. He knows he knows this one fact that I was going about that you're more likely to be killed by a peanut than you are to be killed by ISIS. Shit like that. The worst thing is though, Gray, that I remember you just regurgitate what I say and get it completely wrong. And there's been a few times where I can't remember. It was something like that. And you said it in front of someone with absolutely no context and just made me sound like an absolute monster. You're just making up as you went along. Well, Joe, Grado did, did say to me that it was a peanut that caused 9-11 to happen. And Joe <laughs> Hendry told him that. Uh, do you know what? So that's, so I've been thinking, leave that I'm thinking this Joe Hendry guy is after he's not. Mate, he knows everything. He knows, he knows about Congress. He knows about, do you know what I mean? He knows about, I, he knows everything. Anyway, do you know what? I remember the first time I picked up Joe Henry, right, to go down to Liverpool for a booking, and I thought, this is going to be one fucking shift, having to listen to this after. You know what? That was one of the most interesting photos I spent in my life, man. You know I learned so much, so much. Drunk, you leave me voicemails telling me how much you hated me. <laughs> oh, I did. I hated you. I hated you the first time I met you because you growled at me after you you beat me at a burger challenge with Jim Cornette. <laughs> you keep saying this. I don't remember. So he just came on the scene, right? Gredo Mena was running wild. That scene know. comes out with his videos and all that. And uh, we done a, a burger eating. So Jim Cornette eating contest the night before. Man, I was drunk. Stop! Stop! I had the biggest like, what? Eating contest. Aye. I think the word burger is imperative in that situation. <laughs> anyway, a Jim Carnet burger eating con- contest. Anyway, you might have seen the size of this burger, right? It was the size of fucking. Went it massive. Mate, I spewed six times. Because that's how much he wanted. I tapped because I, I couldn't give a fuck at the time, right? But he really wanted it, right? He wanted to beat me so much. And then when he beat me, he just stared it down at me as if to say, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after your spot. And then ever since then, I went, this guy's a prick. Well, here's the thing I wanted to say, right? Here's the thing I wanted to say. See if you're outside looking in, you guys both run about the same time had a kind of viral presence on the internet, right? Obviously, Joe, with your intros and stuff like that, right? And then Gredo Denny's end stuff with Ken Romero on the promo end, right? So was there a kind of natural, real-life rivalry between you a wee bit? Aye, man, because he was just, he's just a copycat. Yeah, from your point, yeah. From your point of view, to be fair, and I've always given you your due, you were actually one of the few that were that were sound to me. But now I know it was just all fake, and you actually hated me, so that's even worse. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I only hated you that night after the Jim Comet thing, but I did always admire you. But then we went to TNA together, and then I helped save your life, and we became best of pals. Right, hold on. How what happened? Did he choke on a peanut? Tell me. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the truth. Right. So there was a situation where I was asked to do a parody entrance video. I did my job. It upset a few people. Let's just say that. And, you know, Grado was put in a bit of a situation. Grado was very popular in the locker room. So he could have kind of left me on a little island by myself. But I'll give you credit where credit's due. You actually... Um, you, you kind of put your neck on the line from there. I appreciated that. You kind of hung... <clears throat> Pardon me, you hung around with me. I appreciated that. Gredo, you just hate it when people put you over, don't you? You just hate it. Oh, I hate it. It does my nut. It's so it. embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. What else did I do? Stop it. No, but that is very true. Uh, Gredo, you kind of stuck up for me, so I appreciated that. 
but I was not uh, physically concerned about the matter. Let's just say that. Oh, oh, oh. Right, who was, the, who was the other party involved? I need to know who Joe was going to be. You don't have to look. You don't have to look. I'll just put it this way. When I, do, when I do an entrance, some people can take it. Some people get upset about it. That's all I'll say. You don't have to look very far. I'm saying nothing. Wait, you, you carry on. Hold on. I'm just, just going to Google just to double You'll never get it. How will I know? Of course I will. Right, anyway, keep, you keep going, Gredo. Aye, so... Well, I'm not googling about this. I'm just going to yeah, all right, okay. Pornhub. Okay. Just going Pornhub. Sure. So, um, you went to Ring of Honor. Hmm? You never took me. Explain that. Listen, the last you go check your WhatsApp. The last thing I said to you was, "Do you want me to put in a word for you?" And you didn't even reply. So go go look it up. Ah, you're right. I did die. Right. Was it Eli <laughs> Fly Drake? <laughs> no way. Did you just say? Did you... Was, was it Eli Drake? Yeah, listen, listen, you know. That's funny, man. Like you may, I'll, I'll let you kind of come to that conclusion, yeah. You know? Aye, so basically, I had, to, I had to sweeten Joe up. I had to sweeten, had he sweeten Joe up? I had to sweeten up. Had to sweeten up someday to make sure that it was knowledgeable that Joe's a nice guy and he was only doing his job, and the guy ended up. What was gonna happen? I, well, to be honest with you. You probably would have kicked his cunt in because you're into all that Olympic style wrestling yeah. stuff. I said he's getting chopped in that bin if he comes back and gives me any pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Eli was a friend of mine, so it was hard to it was hard to pick sides, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the thing is, there's I'm not taking away from him as a performer. Fantastic performer. And I think it was frustrating because I think we actually really could have, you know done well i think we could have had some good business with that but you know i think you know it's just it is what it is and like i say take nothing away from him fantastic performer and you know maybe might see a confrontation down the line one day who knows mate do you know what a memory has just popped into my head i can't stop laughing man remember when we were in mexico and you had to fight what was this guy's name he was six foot eight he was he was 40 stone what's his name Murder clown. Murder clown. Now, there's a no, there's a no, two murder clowns, right? But this guy was about eight foot tall, about 40 stain man, right? And he wanted to do all these big massive moves to Joe. And I'm like, we're, me and Joe are like that because I think Abyss was a producer at the time. And I'm like that to Joe and he's like that to me behind each other. Like, you know, doing that, we shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> like an idea. Uh, Explain what happened. What was meant to happen, and then the funniest thing ever happened, man. And it was meant to be this total serious storyline that I was pissing myself. I was managing you at the time. So this is what happens, right? So we watch a YouTube video from the night before, and we're like, "No way!" Like, so I'm like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" So I remember, like I say, let's just say the match was very basic by design. Very basic. Let's just say that. (laughs) So I'm on the table. And this is basically going to write me off TV because I've not got a visa. I know, I know this is it. This is the end of the life for me, right? So I'm, I'm lying on the table. And um, basically the whole idea is Kat, there's this love triangle thing and Katarina's now a murder clown and he's going to dive on me from the top rope and put me through a table. And like he says, this guy's like 40 stone. 
And I'm thinking, this is going to be bad. And everyone's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, you know, I'm looking at the table. It's a bit more solid than I really want it to be. I'm like, right, okay, hopefully the weight of him will just go right through it, right? So Grado's side. And honestly, see, trying to, like, focus on what you're doing while Grado's managing is hard enough as it is. <laughs> You'll be you'll be getting battered, and I'll hear in my. I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing, and I'll hear in the, from the corner. He's hurt. He's hurt. Help him. He's hurt. Well, I'm trying to focus. That. <laughs> so <laughs> at this point, he's given it all that, and I'm lying on the table. Right, Murder Clan goes to the top rope, and I words can't can't do it justice. They can't do it justice, and you'll never see it. It pains me. But basically, have you ever seen like? If you imagine, you know, like like a diving head, but imagine there was like no distance between you and the opponent. You just had to drop down. <laughs> I'm like literally ha- more than halfway across the ring, and he just literally face plants off the top. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just lying there on the table like a dafty, just thinking, like, what are we supposed to do? And that- and I'm thinking, I need to be professional right now because honestly, one laugh and I'm going to be losing it here. And I look, and he's like, he's looking at me, mouth wide open, like, ha, 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 I was pissing myself. I just thought he going, ah, he fucking missed. He missed. It was fucking hilarious, man. I think he did eventually have to go back up the road, up, up the top of the rope and do it again, didn't he? Uh, or, did he, did he or did he do something else or whatever? He, something uh, happened, but it was a lot of shit anyway, wasn't it? I, I, I definitely went through the table. Uh, you went through the table, that's right, and I remember having to get in the ring, and I'm getting it, holding up the X sign and all this push, and uh, he's hot, come and get him, he's hot, he's hot, and, and I just remember Joe going, going, you need to be serious, mate, this is a serious angle, man, I want to piss myself, he's lying in the ring through the table, oh, it was funny, but... Do I come in and say hello? Come on up and say hello. Oh, we got a visitor? Uh, Jen's going to say hello to everybody. This is Joe Hendry here, we're doing an interview with come on in. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? How is everything? We're good. Can you, can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. Your throat all right? Yeah, it's okay. My throat's raspy. I think the corona has uh, landed in the house. Hold on a minute. That, see you later, by the way. I see you later, by the way, mate. That throat didn't sound too... too uh, no, I think... Um, have you planned, have you planned her to come up with a safe throat so you, you can then go, Troops, I need to fuck off. She's got a safe throat. I need to go now. Aye. So, Joe, Joe, yes. your career, right? Yes. One of the most impressive things, I didn't know, see, I, I, remember, I remember seeing you one time at an ICW, I was at an ICW event, and I think this is the only time I've ever done this, and I don't know if you remember this, but the only time I've ever done this at an ICW event, I remember coming up to you after a match and being like, that was brilliant, mate. This is the only time I've ever... Do you remember that? Do you remember? I do remember meeting you. Yeah, it was on... Aye, I, but I came up on this. Hall Street, I, think. I don't know if it was then or if it was directly after the show. It might have been a box or something. I can't mind. I think it... No, I think it was in... I think it was during the show. It was, like, no long after your match. I think it was in the... I'm pretty sure it was in the garage, and I was just like, mate, that was brilliant. The whole thing, the whole thing was brilliant. Um, but the thing that really impressed me was I didn't realise that you actually... I don't want to say proper wrestling, right? I would never say proper wrestling. But the proper wrestling, mate, I didn't realise that was a thing until it was in all the papers and all that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I actually started that after pro wrestling, so it might have actually been after we spoke initially. Wait a minute, you started afterwards? Yeah, yeah, I started at 27. 
That's amazing. And he's like the he's he's like ranked third in the world or some shit. Not third in the world. I appreciate that. I've I've been British champion twice. Um, once as the freestyle, and once as Greco Roman in ninety-seven kilos. But that can't happen very. That can't happen very commonly, can it? That people move from the pro wrestling side to to amateur. Is it's usually the other direction, right? It's, it's me and CM Punk, I think. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know? Hold on. If my mind says me correctly, there was a reason why you done that. Was there no? Um. Well. Oh, well, there was many reasons. Um, one of them was at the time it was all happening. That was when you know people were jumping over to like, you know, there was only one big company at the time, and people were jumping over to UFC, and that was seen as the competition. And I was like, well, you know, if I do this, I'll be preparing myself as best I can if that's the, how the situation is going to be. And obviously, things have changed now, where there's kind of you know multiple kind of major organizations and I'm fortunate enough to be with a major organization now but I initially got into it for for that side of things also just because I thought there was a, a bit of an opportunity um at the heavier weight classes and I thought right if I can just kind of get in and get out before the Commonwealth Games I can perhaps qualify and win a couple of titles so it was kind of uh that and the timing of things and it, w- it was difficult though there were times when i did think to myself is this just is this going to be a waste of time is this going to is this going to go anywhere and you know there was a lot of battles to kind of get on the team scotland and stuff like that and it, but mm-hmm. you know it was all worth it it was all worth it for sure. i know there was a reason i know there was a reason do you see yourself as a guy it does i mean the I don't want to make a kind of to generalise completely here, but wrestlers are most of the wrestlers I've met and that I know are quite impulsive people. But that that suggests that you're doing a lot of forward planning there. You're kind of going right. What is the landscape going to be in the years ahead? And making is that the kind of guy you are? Are you quite an organised guy? I wouldn't say organised. I would say long term though, for sure. Like I'm mm. always I'm thinking of like I'm thinking about where do I want to be in five, ten, fifteen years. And I would say that's to be honest with you, a lot of the time that's been to my detriment because um, sometimes I'm more worried about the bigger picture and I kind of I'm not paying enough attention to the small and medium term goals. So that's with a bit of maturity, I'm trying to do that now, um, and you know it seems to be working. But yeah, I would say I'm more long term focused. Joe, how did you? I find that sometimes a wee bit similar. Me and you, the you know the YouTube videos and stuff like that. You know, you 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 got a wee bit exposure through your videos, but then you were like thrown right into it. You know, you know you you put up a video, then suddenly you're wrestling Kurt Angle within a couple of months. No, a couple of months, but really it was a couple of months before you were wrestling yeah. the likes of these guys. Would, do you think that was a benefit wrestling? I mean, you always say you get better when you wrestle somebody better, but I mean, you can't get any better than wrestling Kurt Angle. How did you feel wrestling that big boy? So I think I've I've thought about this a lot, and there were times where I thought, oh, it did too much happen too soon. But in retrospect, like you say, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, that if you get in there with people who are better than you, you learn faster. So I would say that. You know, so I think it's down to quality of experience more than length of experience. So if you can get in there with the best wrestlers, um, that's you know, you absolutely as someone new getting into wrestling, you should take advantage of that because you're going to learn most. Wrestling Kurt Angle was like honestly, it was like before Kurt and after Kurt. Like I kind of you know what people call them intense. I realized exactly what they meant because I was like, this is amazing. Like at the time, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've, that's ever happened to me in my life. But it, it felt like a real fight. 
in in the best possible way. Like it was completely completely safe and like Kurt is literally one of the he's he's the best I've ever worked with and it was the most fun I've ever had in a match and it was the most amazing thing ever. But I like you know when Stone Cold says you've got to 100% believe in everything you're doing. Kurt mm-hmm. made me believe in every single thing that I was doing. And let me tell you like he literally all he was bothered about was what he could do to help me in terms of the match and my career. That's all he was bothered about was helping how how can he help me forward my career? And you'll find I think you find that a lot of the people who are at the very top of the business I feel tend to be the most giving with younger talents, I think. Definitely. I 100% agree. 100% agree. I've been there the past before when you feel like the the mayor, the, the bigger they are, the more humble they are, and the, the more willing they are to give advice to younger guys. Definitely is. Uh, Ring of Honor. What's it like wrestling for them? Honestly, like it's uh, it's it's going to sound like I'm just putting them over for the sake of it. But no, you always speak. You, uh, you, no, listen. Before I'm going to cut you off. I know you're enjoying the Ring of Honor because you, you've you've spoke to me via text. And I've never seen you this excited about something. So I'm I'm interested to hear about it because you you you, you do seem really pumped as male and ever than this this Ring of Honor stuff. It's genuinely what I thought the dream would be. It's genuinely mm-hmm. like the thing I love about Ring of Honor is everybody matters. So from the top of the card to the bottom everybody has something going on that's important and that matters and everybody has like a story and every like management is accessible to everybody so i kind of feel like look everybody wants to be the world champion Um, and right now i'm in a tag team we want to be the world tag team champions and i feel like your goals are actually in reach because you know it's up to you to kind of the mechanisms in place it's up to the talents to get themselves over and that's really all you can ask for is the opportunity and I feel like everyone in the roster has that opportunity and um, like to give you an example right now um like I was having a conversation with uh, I don't know do you remember um Dave from like we, we worked with him before in Canada Dave Hodgson uh, he was doing all the twitch stuff uh, Hi. me and him mm-hmm. are currently like he's here now me and him are like currently working on a few uh, concepts for like digital content and again that's just from conversations going listen could we maybe produce an online show while we've got this you know coronavirus stuff going on and it's like yeah absolutely like if you if you come up with a creative idea it's like yeah go for it run with it you just have to send it in and it's like yeah like with my entrance music they were like you know do you want to do something or will we do something i was like well i'd love to do something and they didn't even ask to see it they were just like get it in on this date by this time no problem so got it in they, there were no edits made to it they just let me do me and it was like that was just an awesome feeling and not only that i think like i don't think people know how much they're actually supporting the talent and like i was kind of saying this like that we probably need to get the word out there because see right now for example during the coronavirus stuff like you know a lot of companies would be in a situation where they would have to say sorry folks we're going to have to you know just pause things just now and then pick it up afterwards. Whereas Ring of Honor are still supporting us through, as, as normal throughout this whole situation. So, yeah. and I really want more people to know that they're actually standing by the wrestlers. Cause I think if, if fans knew that, you know, that they, they it would um, it'd be good for the industry. And also the, the shows have just been, I mean, since they really are, it, the coronavirus is tough because the company was really on an upward trend. Like the shows were just absolutely banging. Like for the, I've been there since August 
and the shows have just been getting better and better and better. And we're watching them and they're like, damn, these shows are off the chain. We just need to, you know, keep building the profile more and building it back up. And, you know, the moment we're feeling the momentum. So when this happened, obviously, you know, this kind of reminds you what's really important in life. But it was to me, they were flying us out to all these awesome places in America. And look, even just we things like all your hotels are taken care of, your flights are taken care of, you That's know, good. with yeah, with like the airline that you that you want to go with, and so what? yeah, I'm telling you, and it's like oh, you yeah. can get uh, the hotels we stay in are always the airport hotels, so it's literally just you fly in a day, and it's always a day early, so there's no kind of stressing and struggling with the travel, mm-hmm. and if there are any cancelled flights, you've got a day's contingency to play with, so really, it's 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 so talent friendly, and it's just I feel really fortunate to be there right now. That is amazing, man. I think for a fan point of view, it's kind of interesting to watch just now because, you know, I think it's an interesting time. I I think fans do care. This is the thing. You know, I think fans do care about talent on shows. I have talked to Grado quite a lot about, you know, about when you're watching, take a Mick Foley match, for example, the it got to a point with Mick Foley matches where he was doing things in matches and you were kind of like, you were only enjoying watching it because you were worried about him hurting himself, you know what I mean? And I think fans, they have um, a level of care towards the talent that they watch. And I think it is, it is good to know that there is that um, that there is that level of care and level of support getting shown to employees, which obviously I think you're just conditioned into, by the, by the way the WWE behave, you're conditioned into expecting a kind of different level of treatment, you know what I mean? A kind of lower level of treatment by the by the big mob. It should be, it should be the reverse, really. It should be the big company, should be, you know. I don't, I personally haven't. I don't want any of you guys to say anything about this, yeah, right? Well, but it should be I'm the, just, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying I haven't, I couldn't speak on that because I haven't worked No, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, you, you want that, um, you know, there shouldn't be a situation, for example, where it's quite clear, but Triple H has spoken about it, that Roman Reigns kind of removed himself from WrestleMania because, you know, DNA tapes because of the uh, leukemia thing and about how um, how vulnerable he would maybe be in that situation. But it should never work that way. You know what I mean? The WWE should be protecting and looking after their talent. You know what I mean? It should have been like, the minute this happened, it should have been like Roman Reigns is after cared. Roman right. Reigns go on him, you go him and look after yourself. You know what I mean? So I think it is it's good for the for the audience to know that. And what you're saying, Joe, as well, about everybody on the show having something to do, having a story or having a rivalry or having something to reach for or having a reason to be on the show, I think that is always the big difference maker with a promotion. I really do. I mean, I think that's when you look at some of the kind of golden periods of the big companies, the reason why their periods were so golden was because that was happening. Do you know what I mean? There was there was stuff happening right through the whole card. And then, you know, and you're seeing it with Ring of Honor just now. Um, you see it with NWA Power as well. I think NWA yeah. Power is a very, yeah. very tight show, show. where very everybody good. has stuff going on. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, I think uh, what I'm hoping for as a fan going down the line is we see maybe that relationship between NWA and Ring of Honor going forward as well. Because I think that there seems to be similar sensibilities there in terms of, you know, how you gee. Uh, the talent, the kind of creative freedom and the support to just, you know, to, to shine in whatever spot they're in. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. I totally agree. So it's a very good show. And like I say, you're seeing, um, <clears throat> we've got, for example, 
um, you know, NWA heavyweight champion Nick Aldis is regularly on Ring of Honor shows. Um, he's currently yep. in a feud with uh, PCO. And you've seen Marty going over as well and, uh, you know, hoping to put himself in championship contention. So, you know, it's two awesome products and they're, they're very different products. So it's really fun to see them cross over. Yeah. Um, so. What I'm interested in is how do companies like Ring of Honor and NW Power, how do they see the likes of who they, who, who's their market? In terms of, you know, you've got EEW that's there now where quite a few of the ROH wrestlers jumped, they went to EEW. And quite a lot of the fan base, maybe, it's maybe not fair to say that. I, I can't have any, there's any evidence of that. But surely, you know, AEW being in existence did have an effect on Ring of Honor. And I just wonder how, how do they you now promote their shows in terms of who do they market it at? You know, back in the day it was, say, like, see your tape traders and guys that would import tapes for all of the world to then they ended up getting their NTV network in, in, in different states but how does it work now are they on is it, where can you find them on TV like where do they aim their market for for both or for Ring for Honor? Ring of Honor so for well for Ring of Honor in terms of like where the product is I think you were starting to see some awesome innovations that were really starting to carve into the niche that that we offer as a company. So, for example, I don't know if you remember the Pure Championship. Do right. you remember that way back in the day? Yeah. We, we, the plans were to actually bring that back um, this month. That were that was going to be the plans, and we'd announced that tournament. So, for example, stuff like that, we were going to focus in on those really unique divisions. And the thing that was awesome about that is actually just. I remember uh, Will Osprey was saying, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Ring of Honor brought the Pure Championship back? And all the fans were like, oh, that would be amazing. And then management were just like, well, why, why the hell not? You know? Uh, so, do you know, I actually, I actually see when you say that, when you're talking about, when I'm thinking about stuff, I, I actually realised that Vegas show was meant to be like a kind of old school where Doug Williams was on it and other kind of older stars on it. That got cancelled, didn't it? So we had... Um, That's a shame, so we, man. Yeah, That's we were brilliant. building... We're building towards the uh, Pure Title Championship uh, tournament, but also we we had uh, the past versus uh, present, which was going to be awesome as well. So you had like superstars from uh, you know the previous generation of Ring of Honor mixing up with the the current roster, which was just like an awesome concept. And that's what I've really loved about Ring of Honor as well is if somebody's getting over and you know like they'll bring them in. Like there's no, it's just kind of yeah, let's let's get them in, and I'm really enjoying seeing that. It's just kind of being fluid to what the fans are going to think is cool, and it's just it's a fun time to be a fan, and you know, it's just a shame, you know. Look, it's a it's a crazy world event, and you know, there's there's big things to worry about just now, but I just I really we were the roster were so motivated, we were enjoying it so much, and I know we're all kind of chomping at the bit to get back in. I mean, I think my hope would be that. I mean, obviously, this is a massive challenge for the wrestling industry on a whole. Any kind of live events situation is, you know, it's a, it's a real struggle just now. But yes. I mean, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this the other day, like even for my own, selfishly, for my own perspective, because we, you know, I was supposed to be doing live shows and then heading out on a tour towards the end of the year yeah. and stuff like that as well. When yeah. it's all gone, um, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, I is think, the tour? How, how's the tour gone? What do you mean? Well, the tour was supposed to be towards the end. Of, like, it was in the autumn. Me and Ian were going to be touring, right? And you just have cancelled that. But it's going to be, like, next year now. Because we just think... It's also, like, psychologically, people only going to be wanting to even buy tickets in advance or anything just now. You know what I mean? There's almost like there's a lead time into all of this. So we're, go we're probably going to see the wrestling industry have almost 
it's going to be the best part of a year, I think, before things start to, like from this point, before things start to normalise. And by normalise, well, I mean psychologically, people want to buy yeah. tickets and stuff, you know what I mean? I, I think you're right. I think that there will be a, a lag coming back in, but I also think that there's two schools of thought with it. Like one is, like, like you say, consumer confidence is going to be affected by if they buy yeah. tickets, when is this thing going to be over? Are people going to have the finances and stuff like that? But then on the other hand, you know, someone's crisis is another person's opportunity. So on that hand, I think equally there will be another group who are very excited to see wrestling again. So when it does mm-hmm. come back in, there's going to be an opportunity for new and old promotions to to swoop in and say, look, this is what we've got to offer. Because can you imagine, like, uh, someone put up a tweet the other day, I think it was Danny Cage, who was saying, when wrestling comes back, crowds are going to pop for, like, an arm drag and a shoulder tackle. And he's totally right. Well, this is exactly what I was going to say, Joe. I was going to say there's going to be this, there's going to be this period where people are reluctant and nervous and and stuff. But then this point is going to come where people, live events are going to rock it. I mean, they're really going to rock it. And there's going to be some people who are in a really good position to, I don't want to say to take advantage of that, but I think people are going to, it's, it's more likely, I think, that companies like Ring of Honor are going to have people, people want that kind of more personal, more kind of a, a sense that there's a closer relationship between the talent and the fans and stuff like that. I think Ring of Honor could be in a really good position when that time comes. And the same for ICW, actually. I think we could see ICW really getting a, a rocket up them again once everything starts to normalise, because I think people are going to want that that feeling of, you know, it's a feeling of contact, you know what I mean, more than think, anything else, think, a feeling of contact. I think ICW was, ICW, in my opinion, was always at its best when it was like, you didn't look at it as just a wrestling show, it was like a night out, you know what uh, I mean? Definitely. So I think, we, I think that vibe could return to ICW. That's a very, very good point. I always, as I said, ICW shows, it was its best when it catered to people that weren't they so much, no saying that they weren't they wrestling fans, but they weren't they wrestling daft. They wanted to come for a night out. And I think after a while, people had seen the tic- had seen the show. What's this, what's the, what's the, what's the saying? They had, they'd seen the ticket paid the ride or something. Or, or, Ever, right? The, 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 be, I think there became too many ICW shows. This having to date for TV shows on YouTube and stuff like that, I disagreed with. I preferred when it was just one show a month. Um, but that's exciting to think that there possibly could be, as you say, guys that are, what, that are choking to go to the house and have a night out and come and watch the wrestling. I've never oh, actually thought about and it. Like my, and my God, wrestlers are going to want to wrestle oh, as well. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and to be to be fair, like at the time with ICW, you know, I can understand why they made that decision because, like I say, you know, things were things were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I can see why they made that decision. But I do know what you're saying. You know, it was more special when it was like one show a month. But just see, just to touch on something you were saying about how we're talking about the casual audience. I don't know if you found this great though, but with me personally, the things that have been most over, like in my career, have been the things that are catered to a wider audience than just wrestlers, like with wrestling. Like when I did my entrances and they got over, I was thinking, how could I make this entertaining for a non-wrestling fan? Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, I see what you're saying about Jonu. Grado, I see because you know I mean, he's intelligent as fuck. Ah, uh, you're getting pulled into a right good. Ah, uh, we get pulled into a right. This is probably the most serious conversation we've ever, ever had in this podcast. Uh, right, Told good. you, mate. He's a brain of Britain. He's got to be the next pre- prime minister of the UK. No the next president no of the UK, and you'll say the next president of the UK. No, but it'll, 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 it'll
to our president, but yeah. You'd be a good councillor. Oh, right. a good councillor. A, a minute ago, you said president, and now you've demoted me to councillor. Right. <laughs> that fast. I don't want to be called anything like that again. So we will need to wind this up, but you will talk, you'll need to come back on because this has been yeah, yeah. it's been Anything. a really good chat. Right. You you were talking about your five year, ten year plan and all that. Can you give us yeah. a wee can you give us a wee sneak peek? What is your five year, ten year plan? Yeah, I can tell you some things I'm thinking about for sure. Um well I, w- I definitely obviously want to be uh, a champion in Ring of Honor. That's something I want to do within kind of one to two years max i think that's a year like i'm look a year and i'm giving myself to you know between a year and two years to get that done that's that's what i want to do in terms of like i have been missing physical competition and like i'll I'll give you an example of how my brain works like you know because i'm a pro wrestler it's like when you're going for these goals you kind of have to pick the goals that are going to have the biggest impact Mm -hmm. but would it be very efficient with the amount of effort you can put in if it's the thing you're doing on the side to your job? So, for example, I've been, I think it would do more for my career if I was to become like a, the Scottish or British Jiu Jitsu champion than the work I would have to do to become European amateur wrestling champion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, also, there's less competition at the heavier weights. So, if I put on like five or 10 kilos, I think I would have a much better chance of success in one of those divisions in that sport. Yeah. See what I mean, Rob, what did I say? I've just come away for this, even made it inspired. Now, you know, I'm sitting here, I've not even washed my air and pits this morning. I've had, a, I've, I've had two Terry's chocolate oranges. I've done nothing today. This guy has made me want to go back to the gym tonight. Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a great chat. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Joe, thanks very much again, mate. And uh, I know you probably send me a few WhatsApps now, dingy, but I will get back to you at one point, mate. All right? Do you promise you won't send me any voice messages telling me that I'm not allowed to send voice messages beyond a certain length again? Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? You were like, oh, mate, sick. You leave me these long messages. They're so long. <laughs> I do hate that. I, there's nothing. Then finding a voice message that says two minute thirty seven, it instantly angers me. Fair enough. I feel I've abided by that. I feel I've abided by that. Cheers, Joe. You stay safe now, right? right stay, stay safe, safe now, mate. Right. Bye. It's now time for your chance to win a crate of beer 52 in our match of the week. And in these days where it's very hard to come by some beer because there's a killer virus on the loose and, you know, you might think beer isn't a priority, but this is... By the way, Rab. Yeah. I was in a group WhatsApp with my pals and they're all talking about beer 52, by the way, because they're giving it loads of free beer. This beer 52 is getting it. This is good that we are... Proud to have B52 sponsors of the show. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve here. We're ahead yeah. of the curve. I'm going to tell you something. Now, we pick a classic wrestling match to watch every episode, and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Last week, to celebrate The Undertaker's birthday, 70 years old, it was his WrestleMania 9 match against Giant Hon, Giant Gonzalez. And we asked you to score out of 100. The closest to Rab's answer would win the beer. Rab rated the match as 37 out of 100. Higher than you might think, because Rab is a firm believer that a special attraction is important on a wrestling card, and Giant Gonzalez is surely a special attraction. And the person with the closest answer is Rob Harvey, Robert Harvey, or Robin Harvey, who got the spot on. Uh, well, he got a spot on, 37. Right. Well done, mate. He did, aye. That's a bit well, weird. 
Well done, Rob Harvey. Right, now it's time for another match. Grado, <clears throat> how do you... What about getting everybody to watch the WrestleMania 12 Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Goldust back of Hot Brock? Yeah, let's do that. Let's task the listeners with this to watch this week and answer a question from it. It sounds awesome. Right, now let me think what the question could be. What could the question be? Let me think. Um, what would be a good question uh, for them what, to work out? What type of car was Goldust driving? That's perfect. Now let me tell you, that's a great one. In fact, I'm going to go further than that. What was the Reggie play? He <laughs> did that. What yeah, was the Reggie play on the car, the gold dust? What type of car was it and what was the Reggie play? Everybody who gets the right answer will go on to the draw to win a crate of beer 52. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or by replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Winners need to be over 18 and stay in the UK. And you can get free beer for beer 52 as well, just, you know, without even doing any wee daft things or watching anything. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash wrestling. And we can sort out free beers. So you just cover the four ninety five for the postage. And as you're a wrestling daft listener, we'll give you two extra free beers on your first box. So that's a total of ten. That's right, ten. You're not mishearing me. Ten free beers. It's a monthly subscription service for beers. So just go to beer52.com/wrestling for the first case of ten beers for free. Grado, it's been another brilliant show. Thanks so much for. For, for being healthy, for being here, I, I can't tell you how much it makes me feel like everything's all right with the world. The fact that I can connect with my friend Grado every week on Wrestling Dark. Okay, but but see next Andrew week. John, sorry, Andrew John. Ah, uh, fuck John. Fuck John. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to do is next week I'm going to open a bottle of wine. Mate, why don't we? Because you look as if you were enjoying yourself this week. No, I'm saying I was enjoying myself, but I've got an idea. How about next week? We both just get the fucking drink. Right, let's do it. We're drinking through it, right? Let's do Next it. Week let's we do it. Let's do it. Let's go a bit further here, John. You and all are going to be Aye, having a you drink. You did do it. You'll be having a drink. Whoever the guest is needs to be having a drink. Right. right. I could, mate, it's going to be Steve Linsky, the referee, and he loves a drink. And I'll, I'm going to tell him right now. That's right. so funny. Right, that's brilliant. Let's also get a member. Let's get a listener on to do like a mark thing or something right? we've got a listener only to have a chat with and they need to have a drink and all and let's just let's have a drunk episode let's have a drunk episode of wrestling you darkness we're going to be on next week's episode but you need the, the, the plan is we're all going to be drinking right Rab the host is going to be drinking and I'm going to be drinking and the fans are going to be drinking so you need to be drinking as well so it's next Wednesday we'll be recording it right, right see if you can get back to me mate right bye it's a big so, drinking So there we go, Steve Linsky. I've just sent the message. He's a wrestling referee. He always makes an arse himself when he's drunk. He's got great stories. He's refereed all the world. Qatar, England, Qatar, England. Loads of places. Um, so, so we'll be excited to hear his, his stories. Let's get, the, let's get the drink on the go and let's get through this fucking pandemic. Let's get together. We, we, together. We, we're smiling our face and a fucking... Let's we fuck our livers. Let's Smash off. Oh, and, but by the way, we'll, we'll all be able to talk about WrestleMania by then as well. But anyway, you're already up the road. Ah! I'm already up the road. And here, by the way, uh, listen to this weekend. Maybe you need to go on to, you need to subscribe to our page. This is the week you need to subscribe to our Patreon because let me tell you something. It's WrestleMania weekend, and me and Grado will probably be popping into that Patreon today. Something fun, whether it be you know there's going to be something going on. So you know why I missed this? You know why I missed this? Get the word out. You want to get subscribed? 
our industries have shut down. We fucking need the money. Our industries have shut down. See you See next it. week. It's yourself. It's yourself. On the road. It's yourself. Audio Frontier.